Today's podcast is sponsored by our amazing friends over at Adorama. Adorama is one of the best electronic retailers specializing in photo and video equipment. They also have a rad blog and video series highlighting content creators called Through the Lens, which you can find on their YouTube channel. We've partnered with Adorama to offer free education through the AOV Academy. So head over to aovacademy.com for free online courses in photo and video. What's going on, everyone? It's your boy Prince here with another episode of the Art of Business podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I have my youngin, Kaz Sheridan, in the building. He's a photographer and cinematographer from Colorado, currently residing in Los Angeles, the city of angels. Kaz, what is happening, my dude? What's up, man? Thank you for having me and excited to talk a little bit during this podcast about my life and everything that's happened. Dude, I'm stoked. Let's start off. I, we got so much to talk about. I'm seriously so stoked. <laughs> Let's start off with learning it a little bit more about your background. Don't go into how you got started in photography because we'll talk about that, but just give us a little bit more background on yourself. Yeah. So I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas, and then I moved to Colorado when I was eight years old. I grew up there, went to high school, of course, and I grew up skiing. So I actually went to a ski academy growing up where we would go to school from 12 to 5, and then we would ski in the mornings from 8 to 12. And that's really my biggest background was skiing, and it's kind of how I got into photography and videography in general. And then recently, I just moved to Huntington Beach, California where I'm living with Garrett King, otherwise known as Short Stash, and then... Or Long Stash. Or Long Stash, yeah. (laughs) All (laughs) kinds of things. So, And then my other roommate is Alishua Fami. She's awesome, and I respect her in all kinds of ways. So that's what's going on now. Awesome. Well, congratulations on your move. Obviously, I was definitely aware that you live with Mr. Cash Dash, and <laughs> dude, yeah, it's just exciting to finally chat. So we know that you were a skier, but you were like a professionally world-ranked skier, and that's how you really got into all this stuff, right? Yeah, um, it was definitely a part of my past, and it's funny looking back to it. I uh, stopped competitive skiing about four years ago, but before that, it was skiing was my life. I would ski almost every day, and then the biggest reason why I quit was because of injuries. I ended up breaking my back, my collarbone, a couple other bones here and there, and numerous concussions. So I, whenever I would get hurt, I would pick up a camera and shoot my friends doing tricks or make video parts of them, and that's how originally I got into photography. And yeah, now it's transitioned into doing more lifestyle and landscape or portrait. I try to really do almost everything because I honestly enjoy everything and I try to get creative with everything and not limit myself. I like that mentality. It's depending on, I mean, everyone has an opinion, right? And opinions yeah. worth practically nothing, but a lot of people's opinions are that you should focus on shooting one type of subject. You should be a street photographer or this or that. Mm -hmm. And 
Dude, I don't think there's anything wrong with like, dude. If you're talented, you're talented. If you can do it all, you can do it all. If you can't, then no big deal. Specialize, uh, but if you got it, you got it. So that's cool, and I think your body of work shows that you definitely, you definitely got the juice. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that as well. I, I the, mean, what I that enjoy... you got the juice or the <laughs> no no <laughs> not the juice. <laughs> I'm still working on the juice, <laughs> but <laughs> more just uh, having. A unique portfolio and just sticking to having all landscape or all portrait and I think it can make your feed very aesthetically pleasing if it's Instagram related or even your portfolio but just personally I really like to shoot everything and just try to find new creativity and things and some days I'm I might enjoy just shooting landscapes and other days I'm like, oh, like I really want to try a new portrait thing or a new lifestyle element. And then I think that's why I uh, mix it all together. Or at least I try to. Gotcha. No, that totally makes sense. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about your past, too, because I, I just yeah. find that so interesting. That's <clears throat> that's such an interesting world to come from. I guess I kind of come from a similar background. I used to skate, you know, sponsored. I was an amateur sponsored skateboarder. Used to ride around in competitions all over the place. And I got into creative work through video. You know, I started shooting skate videos just like how you did, you know, started shooting ski videos and photos. And so were you like, tra like, what was your life like? I mean, how old were you? Were you traveling a lot? Like, yeah. So I started competitive skiing when I was eight years old. Um, originally, I was doing mogul skiing, and then it transferred into free ride skiing. So that's uh, half pipe and slope style. So jumps and half pipe, kind of like what Sean White does, but for skiing. And I just tried to learn new tricks every day. And eventually, I was doing uh, World Cups and other things like that. Uh, for a little bit, I was uh, top 30 in the world for half pipe skiing. So looking back at it, it's crazy. And I feel blessed that I was able to get those opportunities. And I still love watching it and seeing all my friends out there competing in the Olympics or just doing their thing. And I try to keep in touch with them as much as I can and just follow their progress. And yeah, I definitely miss it sometimes. But I see the other sides of it as well with uh, injuries and the pressure of on yourself. So, yeah, but it was a it was a great time. So, yeah, L love it, man. Let me ask you this: What do you think you took away from skiing that you were able to translate into, you know, photography and filmmaking that gave you an advantage just off of like what you just learned about life and stuff through skiing? Yeah, so I would say one big component of skiing competitively is the pressure and just getting ready for the competition and just being in that mental uh, mindset to be ready for the competition. And I kind of treat almost every job or shoot like that. I don't know, it might not be the best thing, but I kind of um, hound in on the subject or that project so I can try to get the best contact or content for the brand or myself. And it's just, I, I kind of like the pressure. It's nice that a little adrenaline and allows me to be more creative because that's what it was all about was the pressure and landing your tricks and your runs. So I kind of translated into photography in that own little way. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. The reason I ask is I, I feel like a lot of people that come from the extreme sports background or, you know, any athletic background, but for some reason, I, I feel like extreme sports because photography is more like extreme sports than, than it's not a team, you know, it's not a team sport. Mm-hmm. So football is not really, you can't really, it's hard to compare, but skating and, and, and BMX and skiing and snowboarding, there's so much grit you have to have. There's so much persistence you have to have. You spend so much time alone developing your own trade. You spend a lot of time with other writers riding together, just like in photography, you spend time with other photographers and filmmakers shooting and traveling. But that persistent and that grit and, you know, learning how to be consistent with your tricks and getting in your flow and your rhythm, you know, a lot of that stuff translates very well into art. And I've seen a lot of guys move from that space and and utilizing those tools for specific reasons in that space and then be able to come out and do a lot of really big things, you know, in other, uh, I guess, sectors of the world, you know, which is really cool to see because those are my people, you know? So like, I just, I like those types of guys. So it's really cool to know that you come from a extreme sports background. Yeah, no, I love how you mentioned uh, flow because I think that's a big part of photography and video work in general, whenever, I'm making a video, I try to make it, um, I would say, as flowy as possible. So just uh, maintaining movement or following the subject a certain way or just all these different elements to make a rhythm. I think that's really an important part of storytelling in general is to be able to have copious elements that will engage with the audience and tell a story that uh, motivates them or inspires them to think differently about the world and yeah, so I think I definitely translated that from skiing and just uh, all the time that I spent on skiing in general, and it's kind of translated into photography. Oh, yeah. It's like riding in a competition. You have to keep the audience, the judges captivated. You have to stick your tricks, and it's like you got to keep everyone excited for 60 seconds or two minutes mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And same thing when you drop a video. You're going for that same goal. You're like, I got to tell a story i have to it has to be engaging i have to keep their attention i have to touch on these points and here's kind of the flow here and it's really cool to watch you execute that stuff i want to talk a little bit about going all in on your craft because you're definitely one of those guys that i've seen a large jump in in the last like 18 months and mm-hmm. it's been really cool to see it and, and i mean creative creatively living wise just everything it seems like you're just you're taking risk you're going all in 150 percent, not looking yeah. back no fear let's talk about that where did that start and you know what was what was that defining moment when you said i'm going all in and what was that catalyst yeah so i was actually going to cu boulder um in colorado uh, last year and I was a junior at this point. So I already done about 72 credits worth and I needed 120 credits and I was expanding in more into photography. I've been shooting now for eight years, but the past two years have been really where I've gone more into it and just want to learn as much as I possibly could. So I was in college and all these opportunities were coming up. Um, And whether they were with Garrett or personal projects, uh, it started to become trying to choose which was best for me. 
So I actually found the LA Film School here and they have a program where I can do everything online. I'm still studying there and finishing out my degree as a film major. So yeah, that's where it all started. And then I try to balance the schoolwork with the photography and then the video. And I, I always believe I want to learn as much as possible. It's always something that I try to do. It's funny, I always talk to Garrett about this, but every night before I go to bed, I don't know if it's the best thing, but I watch uh, probably about five YouTube videos that are photography-oriented or video-oriented just to learn something new. Um, and I think there's endless opportunity to learn because technology is continually changing and there's different perspectives that people are thinking of every day. And I try to open my mind to those perspectives so I can think of something maybe different that would engage with people well. I think that's a cool practice, man. I think think there's a, that's a great way to grow. A, you're inspired by other people's work. B, you're showing them love. Like that alone, like as an artist, I think it's important to show other artists love. Like why why is, should you expect people to watch your videos if you're not watching anyone else's yeah. videos, you know? And there's so many, I mean, that's how you grow. You take ideas, you see things you like, you see things you don't like, you notice like, wow, his video could have been better if you would have done this. Oh, wow, I do that same thing in my videos. Next time I'm going to you know, put this twist on it or whatever it may be. So it's like film, bro. You got to watch your, you got to watch film. You know? Yeah. You got to practice. You got to, it's all part of the process of, of really taking a professional perspective and not just treating this as a hobby. Like this is something you really want to do for the rest of your life. And so you're going about it as in a professional way and you want to become a professional, not just a hobbyist or an Instagrammer, which I have a ton of respect for you for that. Well, thank you. Yeah. And then, uh, when I made the jump to Huntington Beach, I really just told myself that I'm going to go all in and I'm going to try my best to do everything I possibly can learning wise and just try to really expand my craft. And yeah, I mean, I find inspiration from almost everything, um, whether it's movies or video games or any form of multimedia, I will find inspiration and hopefully I can translate that into my video work or photography or yeah, teach someone something new. But I think there's endless opportunity to learn and I really enjoy that about life. Dude, that's wonderful. So <clears throat> you were living in Colorado before you even moved to Huntington beach, you met short stash. What changed there? What changed from the way you were thinking what you were doing before meeting short stash to meeting short stash and then deciding to make the move with short stash and really just, I mean, you took, you took a lot of risk during that time, switching schools, all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, Gary and I met about two years ago. We followed each other on Instagram before, but really didn't talk that much. And, uh, one of our buddies, Justin, we were heading up to a lake near Boulder, Colorado. And he told me that, uh, Garrett was going to be there. And of course, like I've always looked up to Garrett and just his ability to shoot in any situation and be an awesome person at the same time has always been inspiring to me. So I was like, heck yeah, like I'm excited to meet this guy. So we got up there and he was shooting a Budweiser thing. And I remember that was the first time I met Mela as well, just full of energy. And it was, it was weird. Like <laughs> it's almost like we connected right away. I think it's because 
at that time we didn't know, but we share very similar backgrounds and aesthetic values and just everything in between. I mean, honestly, we're, if anything, we're best friends as well as we collaborate on a lot of things and I help him and he helps me. So I think that's where it all started. The transition to Huntington was we really wanted to do more commercial work and just find stories that engage well with us and with other people and try to find new inspiration. So he was living in Washington at the time and he told me about his aspiration of moving to a beach. And I was like, I would love to do that. I'm school is going great. And I think that I just found a new opportunity at the LA film school that if I take this, I'll be able to help more on projects and, I think we can maybe make something great out of this. Um, I know people are always probably curious if I'm assisting him or what the deal is with that, but we really don't, he doesn't really like to think of it as his assistant, and I don't like to think of it that way either. It's more um, we're learning off of each other and just collaborating together. And I've learned so much from Garrett, and I hope that maybe I can teach him things here and there. Um, but yeah, it, honestly, he's an inspiration to me every day just because he's an amazing person as well as uh, one of the most creative guys I know. Amen. I can't disagree with anything you just said. So what is that? What is that team? So it's cool that you guys are a team. Mm-hmm. What is that? What does that collaboration look like when you guys go into a project together? Like you guys have a client and you guys are going to tackle this together. How does that, how does that workflow work? Like who's doing what, like, do you, you know, do you normally take on the video more and he takes on the photo and then you guys come up with creative direction together or, you know, how's that, what's that workflow look like? Yeah. I mean, I think it really depends on the client, but a lot of it, I think my specialty is more in video. Um, So For example, we try to get as many different angles as possible. Uh, We were recently on a trip to Taiwan, and we're making a video right now for that project. And so, for example, one day I would be shooting only lifestyle stuff, and then he would be focusing more on macro and just trying to capture the different elements within that society. And then the next day I would be shooting wider stuff, and then he would be doing lifestyle. And so another thing I do a lot is I'll be doing um, the stabilization side of it. So I'll be using like a Ronin or some sort of rig and I'll be trying to get more stable shots while he is doing more fluid movements. And that's how it all uh, comes together. But that's a video side of it. Um, When it comes to photography, if a client wants a lot of different angles for photos, um, we just... Like, I feel like the biggest thing within the industry now is a lot of people will not deliver as much as the client hopes. So we really want to just make these brands happy and just feel so they feel fulfilled in general. I think it's a dual process, uh, the photographer and the brand. And then a lot of photographers these days will just do like one simple thing and they'll try and like not their hardest, but for any brand, I try to be creative and try new things. And I want to ultimately my goal is to make them happy and as well as me happy. And I think it's a good combination. 
Absolutely. I really like the way that you guys strategically tackle the photo projects, the video project. It, it makes a lot of sense. A lot of times I see people out on shoots working on a project, shooting the same angles, the same types of lenses, which doesn't really make sense if everyone's getting similar photos. The reality is you need different perspectives, right? And so I really love hearing that. And you, so you make a full-time living doing this or do you have a side job or anything like that yeah um i mean my yeah i make a full-time living off of photography i'm also i also work with a couple different companies uh helping them with social media work uh one company called colorway they're actually coming out with an app later this month called fantasy sneaker league it's gonna be a stock market essentially for sneakers and so i've done website design for them or social media work or everything in between but I try to learn as my ultimate goal in general is to learn as much as possible within the media realm because I don't want to limit myself to one thing I think and I was talking about earlier how there's endless opportunity to learn but I think if you can do everything within media, it makes you a more rounded individual. And I just try to provide that for whoever I'm working with and uh, for myself as well. I, I like that angle. It's a smart way to go about it, especially in today's society. I mean, brands needs are ever growing. Client needs are ever growing. And a lot of times you may get your foot in the door through photography or filmmaking, but you know, they may need some design work or they may want some web work. And it's always nice to be able to say, yeah, we can do that versus, yeah. oh, sorry, that's not what we do. Um, and then they have to go find someone else, which is a headache for them. They already know you. They trust you. They like your work. They think you're talented. You understand the brand. And so the more you can do for your clients, the the better that works out long term for, for everyone and, and creates a much more viable business. Oh, exactly. I 100% agree. And I've, I try to learn as much like, I think that's one reason why I try to learn too, is I try to learn design aspects or different ways of CGI or audio or just everything in between. So I can deliver um, as much as possible for myself, for personal work, or for a brand, or if I'm working with a company. And so I've done a a lot of different website designs and all kinds of different media stuff. So I just always am trying to make the best possible thing for them and feel good about it as well. Absolutely. What do you, how did you go about de like developing your editing style? Like what, like, I guess what is unique about your style? Like what makes a photo, a Kaz Sheridan photograph? Uh, I, I would say I tried to, think as creative as possible um i would say there's a lot of people that are doing small people big landscape or and i totally respect that i i love that work as well but i just try to do like add different elements within the environment so that you can really capture the moment um and a lot of people these days are which i don't really enjoy but i also believe that if you do it well it's a great craft but compositing photos and it's interesting seeing i think it gives people the wrong perspective because originally photography was all about capturing the moment and um, when you're working with a brand 
or a client and you're making these, I would say, fake landscapes, I just feel like it's not fulfilling for yourself. And then, yeah, I don't, it's hard for me to translate that, but I've never, I try to make it as organic as possible and just show emotion within society or just that moment and how I was feeling based on that day. But yeah, I, I think it's continually changing as well. So, yeah. That's no, that's really cool to hear. It's really interesting. Just like sliding through your feed. Like I, I love scrolling down to the very end of people's feeds and, and just checking out their photography yeah. and watching how it develops. And, you know, you used to take very airy photos. Like they just didn't feel as full and as, as, as punchy. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you look at your newer stuff and it's, it's, it's completely different. It's, it's, it sucks you in. It's it's just like a lot more intriguing, a lot more rich, a lot more going on. It's 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 you know there's, it's you. Just, it's it's much more uh, enjoyable. It's much more polished. It's very. I mean, I love love your work. Oh, I appreciate it. I mean, I think that's a big part of photography is just developing your style, and I I enjoy um, almost every style out there. If it's a faded look or black and white or um the dark moody stuff and my ultimate goal is just trying to combine as many things uh, as i possibly can and just translate how i was feeling in that moment i would say um i used to have a very white style for a little bit but maybe that was because i was going through some dark times or something along those lines i think mood can really um, show, uh, translate into a photo. So yeah. And I'm continually learning and hoping that I can develop my style. And I think it will continually develop just like anything. No, without a doubt, dude, if, if you had to recommend someone to watch one of your films, what would be the film that you would recommend the AOV audience to go check out? I originally, uh, did a piece in Iceland. It was called Moments uh, Part Two. I'm trying to this year. I'm trying to do six different videos, and I'm calling them the Moments series. And my recent one was from Iceland. It was a trip that Short Stash and HB Mertz and I were on, and it was a great ten days there. And I was able to enjoy my time there. It's one of my favorite trips I've ever been on. So. Yeah, that's definitely one that I enjoy. Moments Part 2? Yeah, Moments Part 2. Okay, so it's not on your website, but it's on the YouTube. Yes, it is. Okay. It's also on Instagram as well, so I need to update my website a little bit. (laughs) But I think everyone always has that uh, aspiration in general. (laughs) Right. Okay, um, I, got, I got moments part two queued up. So when we're done, I'm going to check that out and I'll make sure that in the blog post, we link to that video so that anyone that wants to check it out can uh, check it out. Well, thank you. But yeah, it's been a crazy past year and I think that I hope that it continues. And I know one big thing that a lot of people asked me recently is how my style has developed and a lot of people are asking like, Oh, do you use short stashes presets or 
uh, what do you do along those lines? And I just want to be transparent. I've never touched Garrett's presets. I respect his style completely, but we, I think that's why we work really well together. Um, we share similar color theories and yeah, it's how our work has translated well. And I think it's interesting how we're able to work well together in general. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's important, right? It's kind of hard to, to, to work with people on projects, especially, I mean, artists are artists. So even on client work, I still see people you know, the client wants this and they still, but for whatever reason, they just want to edit it their own way because that's how artists think. And so when you're working on projects with people, it's going to be difficult if their photos all look one way, your photos all look one way, and you guys are delivering this to a client and they have two completely different sets of photos with two completely different sets of styles, which can be good if that's what they want. Yeah. If they're doing, but if it's a campaign, then you want everything to be coherent. And when you're working with, artists with different styles and whatnot, it's, you know, it's oftentimes hard to get that coherent look. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny, sometimes Garrett and I will be sitting right next to each other on the couch editing a photo and our photos will come out very similar. And then there's other times where we'll be editing a similar photo and they turn out completely different. I think that we both have similar color theories and very similar backgrounds. Um, he was, he's originally from Texas, like me, and I, we enjoy a lot of the same things. So, And I can see why people might think that I have his presets or whatever along those lines, but I, I believe that it's important to stay true to yourself and create your own style. And I respect his work completely, and I would never uh, want his presets because... That would be uh, not creative on my part, I would say. Absolutely. Um, and I'm glad you got to air that out because I'm sure that can can be annoying if, if people are trying to take away from your art, you know, and, and giving the credit to someone else for, you know, your own hard work. And, and I know depending on the person, I'm sure most people don't feel that way, but there's those people out there, you know. No, yeah, exactly. And uh Speaking of the whole presets topic in general, Garrett and I are actually going to be working on a workshop that we are hoping to get out um, for the holidays around Christmas. So hopefully uh, there might be a little bit of preset knowledge in there and stay tuned, I would say. Hey, dropping a little something, huh? That's yeah. exciting. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, we look we look forward to that. I know uh, everyone listening to this is definitely excited, and yeah, we'll be on the lookout for whenever that drops. Let's talk about Instagram a little bit. How do you feel about how do you feel about Instagram? Like as a professional, how do you how do you feel about you know the whole followers thing, mm -hmm. the engagement stuff? You know, there's a lot of people working really hard to grow followings. You have a lot of people trying to get engagement up, engagement pods, and all these other gimmicks and, and different things, asking questions or whatever, you know, whatever it may be just to, to spur more engagement. What's your philosophy, I guess, on that? What's your take? Yeah, so I think Instagram is a great tool for showing a portfolio and just 
engaging with people. I think the essence of Instagram in general is the community aspect of it. And just, I mean, I've met some of my best friends through Instagram and I feel blessed to have those opportunities, but I know a lot of people can worry about followers and likes and all that stuff, but really I believe that it's about your work rather than your following. If you have the work that's great and you work on your craft, then clients will hire you. And there's all these people that are using bots or different things like that. But I think Instagram is just great to have your portfolio out there in general. I think it's really interesting. You know, you have 26,000 followers. That's not a small amount, but at the same time, it's not a crazy amount. And I think it's really awesome to see that here you are, Kaz Sheridan with 26,000 followers making a full-time living as a artist and a content creator. And meanwhile, there's guys with 300K that are not making a full-time living as a content creator. And so it's, it's very interesting, like these perceptions that people have just based off of follower accounts. They just assume that a lot of these guys are big time and this is their full-time thing or they're able to make a living off of it. And it's, it's surprising how many people aren't. And then it's, you know, a lot of times the people that I know, I mean, I know obviously a lot of people in this space, oftentimes it's the much smaller accounts that are the guys that are actually making a real living and, and are normally just more professional and, and doing it in the real world. Yeah, no, exactly. I think um, the following aspect of it, thing, I believe your following shouldn't matter. I think it's more about the work you create. I mean, I know tons of people who make amazing work and are hired by people because they're great at what they do. And I mean, they might only have a thousand followers on Instagram and I get also the other side of it, the influencer side where you're able to push out for these brands, but I just want people to not feel, uh, depressed or feel like they're doing something wrong because ultimately Instagram's only been around for a little bit and who knows how long it will be around and I think if you are a true photographer and videographer you love it and if Instagram were to go away you would continue shooting and doing video because I know I would uh, so just I would say work on your craft and learn as much you possibly can and try not to worry about gaining these followers or using like bots or these um, DM groups or anything like that because ultimately people will find your work and will appreciate it. So, yeah. So you're saying spend less time trying to grow a following, less time figuring out how to get your engagement up less time on, on this stuff that it feels like it may be important, but the reality is it, it really doesn't make a, a, a big difference in the long term and spend more time on your education and, and, and just growing your skill set. Yeah. Um, I would say Instagram's great for networking as well. And don't get me wrong. Like I have some days where I am like, Oh, I really want more followers or, oh, why did I not get a lot of likes on this certain post? But I just have to remind myself that 
it's if I appreciate what I did, then everything's okay. And ultimately, if you keep learning and expanding your process, I think great things can happen. So finding gratification in your own art helps, even if even if you feel like the Instagram community doesn't necessarily give you that validation or you feel like it didn't the post didn't do as well as long as you feel in your heart like i think that's a great piece and it's better than you know i'm growing and getting better then it's all good yeah exactly and i feel blessed and just truly honored to have um these people in my life and all the comments i receive i try to get back to everyone I possibly can. I I respond to every DM that I get. And because for me, it's about connecting with people. And I think bigger accounts won't really pay attention to, sometimes they won't pay attention to little guys out there, but I really just want to just, I can learn something from them or hopefully they can learn something from me. It should be, um, a two form process, I would say. Gotcha. What do you, so like, how did you go about getting your first client? Like what advice would you give to someone that's sitting in your shoes? It's like, Hey, I got 25, 26,000 followers and, or even less, whatever. Like I have a thousand followers, 1800 followers, but I'm good. Like I am good. Mm -hmm. Like my work's great. My video's great. My photos are great. I tell good stories. I would say just uh, working on your pitch and how you present yourself in general. Um, I'm still learning a lot of things every day, but I try to learn new ways to pitch myself. Or I think a big aspect is having a great website because you can show all your work on there. Uh, A client can learn about you having your videos up there or your photography or any form of media up there I think is very important because ultimately when you do email a brand the first thing they're going to go to is your website and see uh, your website should represent yourself entirely so I would say working on your pitches whether that's saying like Hey, like I'm a micro influencer and I think I can make something great for you that we will both enjoy or just sending, uh, just sending your website in general, I think is important. Okay. So website, do you, do you put decks together for your, for brand, you know, brands and clients that you're pitching? Yeah, I do. I just started doing that uh, about six months ago and I think it's a really fluid way of showing exactly what you can deliver to a client and seeing what they're going to get out of it. You can also show a little bit of information about yourself and that's where you can put your website or your Instagram or any projects that you've worked on or assisted on. And so you have the credibility and I know a lot of people out there are looking for these projects to have that credibility, but Ultimately, if you keep trying and emailing these people and just um, learning your craft, eventually someone will say yes, and then it will just keep going from there, and then you'll get another yes, and then another yes. And then there is times where you might not get a job for three weeks or a month, but I think ultimately there's ups and downs in life, and 
uh, just to stay positive. Uh, one big thing for me is always trying to stay positive and treat people with the same respect, no matter who they are, um, is always a fundamental part of me. Dude, I love it. It's like you're skiing, right? Uh, it takes grit. You got to get up every day and practice and get out there. And uh, if you want to be a professional, there's lots of at, you know, there's lots of facets that are part of running a business and being a great creative is, is, is one part, but you also have to make money. So that also means that you have other skills to develop. You need to actually develop your pitch. You need to develop your deck. You need to develop your approach. You need to develop how to, you know, network socially, how to network in real life and how to, how to present yourself and, and show your value to a brand quickly because people are busy and they get, the reality is you're competing with a lot of people, just like anything else and skiing and anything that you mm -hmm. do that you want to be good at and make money and make a career out of something you love. Like there's competition. Yeah, no, exactly. And there's so many great photographers out there. I mean, I find inspiration every day from all kinds of different people. And my hope is just to continually learn and hopefully create something that a brand will enjoy because it's not about me. It's more about the brand and, and making something that they feel happy about and why they should be paying me or yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. What's your, what's your philosophy on living a good life? Like as an artist, you know, we deal with so many different things, ups and downs and this and that, you know, how do you stay balanced? mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually to, to continue on every day. Any practices? Any, is there anything you do? Like, talk to me, bro. I try to just take all the positive things in my life and not try to think of the negative aspects. I know that can be hard because there are a lot of negative things out there, unexpected times. But if you stay positive and just think of the little things, for example – um, someone said something nice to me at a barber shop or said that I had uh, cool hair or something like that, that made my day and just, or just the little things like, Oh, I really enjoyed that movie today. Or I think it's all about the little things and just trying to stay as positive as possible because there are a lot of negative things out there and a lot of ways you can become depressed, but Ultimately, we all only have one life on this planet, and I say uh, take advantage of it as much as you can. And yeah, um, I do. I am spiritual as well. I'm I'm religious, and I do believe in God. But um, I think it's an opinion-based thing, and you find happiness in different ways. I do pray. And that's one way I do find happiness or just hanging out with friends or getting out and shooting is another big thing that will make me happy. Um, but yeah. I love it. And the cool thing about being spiritual, like a lot of times at, the, at its core, it's just like being thankful. Like whether you're praying mm -hmm. to a God, a chair, a fire pit, you know, a rock, yeah. whatever the heck it is. Like it's basically just about, being grateful and taking a few seconds out of the day and giving credit to someone else and not, you know, it's easy to take all the credit as a human being. It's easy for us to be like, Oh, this is all me, me, me. 
Yeah. You know? And traveling to all these different places, I've been able to see the different religions. And I do appreciate all the different religions. And I, ultimately, I feel uh, so blessed and thankful to be where I'm at in my life. And I hope that it continues. And I'm thankful for my mom and my dad and all the great friends I have in my life um, and that I'm able to travel and do all these amazing things. I never thought this would be a reality and it was always a dream of mine um, to be doing this. And I, every day I'll just wake up and be like, wow, like this is real. Um, Yesterday, for example, Garrett and I's photo was featured in a Apple keynote um, in New York when they were showing the new iPad. And I never thought that would be a thing where I would have my work featured by Apple of all things, um, which is crazy to me. And yeah, I, I was lost for words. I was shocked and yeah, I'm still, I still don't know what to think about it. (laughs) Dude, that's awesome. So which photo did they share? It was a photo of Garrett sitting. It was in Iceland on one of the black sand beaches. It's a Joka Solen, the icebergs out there. And he was sitting there with uh, his computer working. Originally, it was for um, an urban armor gear. I know exactly which photo you're talking about. Yeah. He's sitting on the iceberg with the UAG case on his laptop. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so they just uh, randomly reached out to us, and uh, Urban Armored Gear and Apple worked together. So, uh, yeah, but they just randomly reached out to us, and when we both got that email, we got at the same time, and we were like, is this uh, real? And we had no idea yesterday that it was even going to be in the keynote. Um, we were on a flight back from Tulum yesterday, and as soon as we got off the flight, our phone started blowing up, like oh my gosh, this photo's in the keynote. And we were like, what? Like, Because they didn't, they didn't let us know that they were even putting it in the keynote. So we, uh, it was definitely a moment for both of us. Uh, we both like stood there and just in awe and hugged each other. And we just, I, I think that's one thing about uh, Gary and I in general. We always are trying to support each other. And I'm so thankful for him and Mellow Girl and just... All the people in my life, um, my girlfriend, Elle, um, my good buddies, such as uh, Bobby Sontag, Wade Godman, uh, Ryan Field. I mean, the list will just, it just goes on. But I, I ultimately, I'm just happy to have amazing people in my life and be where I'm at. I feel blessed, honestly. Good, bro. You are blessed. And, and you've earned it. You work hard. You're like... You do all the right things. You work your butt off. You're constantly learning and growing. You're focusing on the things that really matter. And you take care of yourself. You love yourself. You appreciate things. You're grateful. And you're just a good human being. And the reality is that's a great recipe for success. You know, it may not be overnight, but with persistence and a little grit, you'll get there. You know, and you're already seeing, you're already, you're already reaping, uh, you're already reaping rewards on that. You know, it's just exciting to see. It's exciting yeah. to to see some of that paying off. You know, yeah, so you thank you. <laughs> no, absolutely. You've traveled all over the world. You've been to Tulum, Paris, Iceland, Europe, New Zealand, Hawaii, all these places, which is just 
amazing. You know, that's a lot of people's dream. What's been the biggest thing that you have learned through your travels? That's a great question. Um, I think I'm learning new things every time I travel. I think everywhere in the world is very different and there's different practices and how you treat the people or the different food there, like how you have to be careful of eating certain things. But ultimately, the biggest thing I've learned is cultural elements of each place and how cultures are so different depending on the place you go. Um, recently, we were in Taiwan, and that place was a completely different situation for me and stepping out of my comfort zone. And, I mean, when you're there, everyone is looking at you funny because they hadn't really seen, um, a, I'd say, a white man uh, there in who knows like how long. But, yeah, it's it's always interesting seeing, like, how people treat you. And recently we were in Mexico, and uh, we they were kind of treating us, I would say, unfair. They would try to take our SD cards and just without any right. And all these different places, uh, there's different cultural elements that are really interesting. And I, I'm a huge history nerd myself. So one thing for me is I sometimes I forget to take a photo because I'm so amazed by the architecture or just the different religious practices or the food or just how they go out and about their daily lives. So, yeah. That's beautiful. So you're, 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 you're documenting and, and doing your thing and creating, but you, you also understand when dude, there's, you have to just pause and just soak it in too. You got to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, on the road, a lot of time it can be go, go, go like sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset. But I try to practice every time I'm at a location. After I'm done shooting, I sit there for five minutes. And uh, Garrett has been doing it more recently as well. And we'll just take in that moment, sit down, and just really enjoy that place for what it is. I think we can get caught up in the work. And it almost can be a trip can become like a blur. And we really didn't get to enjoy the aspects of that country or that place and I really want to be present in the moment and that's what this whole moments thing was about was just enjoying the moments along my travels with amazing people and seeing all these different places and just how thankful I am for all these opportunities I love it there's nothing worse than traveling you know to Iceland or somewhere and reliving your trip through your photos because you that's the only way you know how you don't you don't actually you didn't really get to experience anything because it was a blur and so the only way you're even like you're you forget about places you even went to until you see them in a photo and that that's a bummer sometimes you know and i've i've done that and that's uh you know that's when i took a step back and i was like whoa like i used to enjoy places and now i've just been running and gunning and i was like i need to take a step back and just start you know, find that balance of getting the shot and doing your thing, but also like enjoying the moment and soaking it in. And like the reality is it's cool. Mother earth puts on a show for us twice a day, sunrise, sunset, like an amazing theatrical show. And sometimes it's 
you know, it's a box office hit. Sometimes it's like, oh, you know, it is what it mm-hmm. is, right? But uh, that in itself is a miracle. And sometimes even during the day, you know, sometimes she says, you know, don't even worry about the sunrise or sunset. I'm going to put on a spectacle right now and watch this storm that I'm about to whip up or yeah. fog or whatever it may be. And, and that that in itself is just cool, being out and watching Mother Nature just create its own scenes with through weather and it's you know like that is just yeah. it's something special and it's continually changing i mean one thing i can think of in general is uh yosemite and uh different rocks falling off of half dome or something i think uh, an environment can change every time you visit it and you can really take it in for that moment you we never know what's going to happen uh say uh I was visiting Tulum this past week and some unfortunate event happens where um, the city becomes destroyed and I hope that never happens. But you have to take in those moments because you don't know when that's going to happen and ultimately we don't control the weather or the different environmental factors of our planet. So. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect example. We were in Guatemala earlier this year. Uh, we hiked up El Catanango to shoot El Fuego, the active mm. volcano, and ended up erupting two months later and, and you know, killed like 300 people in the village below it. And so uh, perfect example of what you're saying. Like, dude, things like things are always changing. You know, things were there that weren't there before things that were there before are gone, whether it was by people, weather, you know, nature, whatever it may be. And so, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we live on a crazy planet to say the least, and there's chaos and happiness and everything in between. So, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but I think that's why life is so special and, yeah, I, did, I but going back to that, I just try to enjoy every moment as much as I can and take everything in. What's on your Spotify playlist? <laughs> uh, uh, good question. I, I listen to a lot of rap. I listen to a lot of EDM. Um, of course, I love Odessa and also love trap music, too. So uh, there's one oh, artist <laughs> uh, called Troy Boy. Um, I like him a lot. I think he has a lot of creative instruments, but uh, music's a huge inspiration for me as well. I think within video, uh, sound is very important for especially adventure lifestyle video work. Uh, Whether it's sound effects, you're adding in ambient noises, or the track that you're having go with the video, I mean, it will change the mood of the video completely. So Music's a huge inspiration for me, and I I love all forms of music. I mean, anything from rock in the 70s to uh, maybe throw a little bit of country in there or everything in between. So, yeah, I would say my playlist is diverse, but it's mainly rap, uh, alternative EDM, and... Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of everything. That's dope. Uh, you'll have to send me a link to your playlist so I can check it out. I listen yeah. to a lot of diverse music, and I know you said you you and G listen to a lot of the same music, and we were vibing on music hard in New Zealand. And <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> uh, 
So I'd love to, I'd love to get a link to that so I can check it out. You'll have to send yeah. me one after we get off this call. Of course. I'd love to share it with you. But yeah, Gary and I listen to similar music, so I'm I'm sure you'll love it. And uh, yeah, so I'll definitely get that to you. Dope. Last thing. So whenever we end the podcast, you and I have been chatting for, I don't know, probably about an hour now. And so uh, to wrap things up, I'd love to let you send positive vibes and some form of inspiration to the AOV community. Um, and feel free to, you can talk about traveling, your, your craft, the business side, the emotional side, whatever you want to talk about. But I just want to give you the floor to, to leave the audience with some inspiration, some love. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor and I would just say one thing is try not to worry about followers or likes on a photo and just really stay true to your craft and that will come. Um, I know a lot of people think there's one thing that they're doing wrong or they need to learn something that they don't. But honestly, if you just keep developing your style and trying new things and just getting out there and shooting. I think that's a big part of it too. Um, I still continually learn new things when I'm shooting and I hope to learn until I die. And I think there's endless opportunity to learn. Um, but yeah, I just want to say I'm thankful to everyone that follows me and everyone out there in my life. Um, it's, it's a crazy world out there and i'm just so thankful that i'm able to have the life that i have and yeah thank you guys for everything kaz sheridan thank you brother hey guys thanks for listening to another episode of the aob podcast our goal here at art of visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography, filmmaking, and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. With that said, we've picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs, and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is, if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to Adorama.com and make your purchase there instead of elsewhere. And just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys, uh, like our podcast, our free app, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. Uh, so check out our website, shop.artofvisuals.com. Go get some free presets. The artist presets are still for sale. If you want to support the artist, and you should support the artist, uh, just know that that money goes to them, and we're also going to be reworking that commission structure uh, here in the next month. So we're really stoked about that. But go get some free presets. And if you guys want to buy gear, please support us. Help us out. Go to Adorama.com. Peace.